Notes are back, paperwork in hand, and we are ready for the another, another episode of the Edgy Conversations podcast. As you guessed it, I am Dan Waldschmidt, and uh, yeah, this is the podcast where we talk about radical help for people who could want it. So one of the things I was thinking about is, and I've been thinking about this for a while, um, a couple weeks actually, because we've been talking about you know this event I went to, but before that, I, you know, I've been... I've been in this business of giving advice to other people for a long time now. I, as a consultant or even as a salesperson where I was advising potential prospects, I feel like I've been in the tell people what to do business for a couple decades. And the, the negative part, one of the negative things about offering advice and insights to others is when you can't make someone act on what you suggest they do. I mean... And, and, and why would you, right? You, you can't force people to do that. You, 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 ha- you can offer advice, you can cajole, you can be as persuasive as possible, but in, in, in truth, they have, to, they, have to, they have to want to do that. And by the way, once you get over yourself and realize that your job is to give the gift of value, not force people to take it and use it, then, then it makes it a little bit easier when, when people you know, decide that what you have to say isn't necessarily a good fit for them. The other thing that that I've learned is, and maybe some of it has to do a little bit with imposter syndrome. Are you familiar with this idea of imposter syndrome? Maybe sometimes you feel like a fraud. You might feel like a fake. Here's why. You might feel like, well, I'm not, I don't have my life figured out, so why should I help somebody else you know, why should I give that advice? I, I I need to get my ducks in a row and then I'll come help you with yours. Now, when I was in seminary, and this is not going to be a religious discussion, by the way, when I was in seminary, one of the things that my professors would say is, you know, hey, you know, there's, you know, how can you, how can you lead others when you can't lead yourself? And now, uh, I I, necess- I I don't necessarily disagree with that. Uh, you know, if you probably shouldn't take how not to be a serial killer advice from a serial killer. I mean, that may not work. <laughs> That's a guy who clearly didn't take his own advice. But too often, we put off providing life-saving help to others because we're not perfect ourselves. And let me just clear the air on something right now for you. Let me give you a little boost of confidence in moment. You don't have to be perfect to be awesome. In fact, if you're waiting to be perfect, you'll never end up being awesome. You, you don't have to have a perfect life and make all the right decisions and be blameless in order to provide advice, insight, counsel, advice, critique, you know, none of that. You, you, you don't have to be perfect to let your opinion and to share your message with the world. One of the most dangerous things that we do is pretending like we're perfect, pretending like we have it all figured out, or even knowing that we don't have it figured out, but having this kind of intellectual answer. And, and by the way, we all do it from time to time, but, you know, you can't help but 
you know, think about the last time you were in church, whether it was Easter or Christmas, or maybe it was just a couple of days ago. And you say hi to people in the hallway. And uh, I mean, I, I spent I spent every, every multiple days a week in church growing up for the time I was very, very young, all the way through high school into seminary and then beyond. And I got to tell you, every single time I went to church and said, hey, how are you doing? Everyone said, doing great, doing good. Now, is everybody there doing great and doing good? No. This is the same people that are, can't pay their bills and are stressed out and have marriages that are falling apart, right? I mean, we know that the, that divorce is higher amongst religious people than it is amongst non-religious people. Here I am walking down the halls, and when I was younger, I was like, wow, all these people have it together. And what I didn't realize was that these are people who are, are uh, many times, and I don't want to make a blanket statement, many times, many times, falling prey to the trap of needing to feel or needing to present themselves as if everything is okay. And it's not. It's not. And this is a danger I fall into. Get a million plus people on Facebook watching what we say, hundreds of thousands on Twitter, hundreds of thousands of people who've bought the book who assume that because uh, I've done some really good things for them, potentially, hopefully, right, that uh, I, I, that's all I do is good things and that every, every move I make is inspired. And that's silly and ridiculous because I'm human just like you and ridiculous and petty and, and struggle with anger and, and right. I, and have moments where I lack clarity and, and I'm confused and I'm frantic and I lash out and I'm not here to pile on myself. I'm just here to say that's reality. And you're that same way too. And there are days where you make horrible mistakes, but that doesn't mean you can't go be awesome. All that means is you're a human being. That just means you're human. You're not a robot. You're not some bit of artificial intelligence programmed by someone at Stanford or IBM or Google. You're a person. And with every positive aspect of your life, you have an almost equal counterbalance of something that's negative. Speaking of seminary, I think about the great heroes that I read about uh, in the Old Testament. Now, you want to talk about some characters, by the way. For those of you who are not churchgoers, you're just going to have to buckle up and listen in for a couple seconds. But there's, a, there's, there's these prophets that were written about in the Old Testament. These are the That's the first section of your Bible if you're someone who's um, not up to speed on these things. I'm in South Carolina, which, by the way, there's like 4 million Baptist churches within, what, 20 miles of my house or something? It's ridiculous. It's, it's why we call it the Bible Belt. There's literally more churches than there are coffee shops, unlike Seattle or other places like that where there's coffee shops on every corner. So you would, you would you see these prophets, and when I was in seminary, it was my job, of course, to study the Bible, and study it, and not just in in English, but in the original Hebrew and Greek, right? Of course, the, um, most of the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, and, and the New Testament was in Greek. And I don't know why I'm giving you this big history lesson, but I was going to say that the point is this. You would find these people who had you know, special powers, divine powers, rain down fire from heaven or you know, cause, you know, you've seen Moses and the, the plagues of Egypt or things like that, who would 
who would have these almost superpowers, divine powers given to them, right? They could do these magical things, but then five minutes later were crying and depressed and pulling their hair out. And, and, and they were human. They were human. So a couple of things to realize, the people you admire are human too. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to let you down. They're going to screw up. Number two, you don't have to be perfect to be awesome. And if it's the fourth time I've said that, I'll say it five, six, seven, ten times before this episode is done. I want to impress upon you the fact you don't have to be perfect to be awesome. I had a, had a wonderful conversation with somebody who's in this community over the phone. And I was joking with them and I said, do you know what you, you know, do you know what you need to do to teach second grade? You just need to have graduated. You need to be in third grade. Now, of course, for all of you wonderful teachers out there, I'm not trying to, uh, to, uh, to talk down about what you do uh, or oversimplify it. The illustration I was making to my friend was this, is that you don't have to have a PhD in that particular subject. You just need to have learned it and share your experiences and lessons with those who, have, who are entering that phase, that lesson period in their life. So if you've built a company, you don't need to be a $100 million company to help an entrepreneur who's just getting started. Maybe you have a $3 million company, a $2 million company, and you're like, hey, let's see what we can do. You can provide advice and insight and, 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 and some great feedback and ideas, but you don't have to be a billionaire. There are five or six people on, on Shark Tank right? You, you, you don't have to be that status before you have the capability to give advice to people just starting out, people with ideas, people who are looking for funding. It, it, all you have to do is have gone through that phase, that period that that person is entering or stuck in at the moment. You need to have learned lessons from it that are valuable and then articulate those lessons in ways that add value to every single person it's life. And if you've been through a problem, then you are well qualified, my friend, to help other people through that problem. Think about this for a second. How many of you have had relationship problems? Like, think about this. When's the last time, if you're single right now, either divorced and single or, or single and not yet married, how many of you have been on a bad date recently where you're like, what the heck is going on? Like, what is this world in which I am supposed to be playing? I don't get it. I don't understand it. This is horrible. If you're married, when was the last time you had a fight about the most ridiculous thing there was? There is, right? And you're leaving going, oh my gosh, I can't believe after X number of years, we're still even discussing this topic. Like, how crazy is this? Now, here's the truth is that we all, all struggle in our relationships. There's not one person out there listening or not listening who is the fountain of relationship awesomeness. But I will tell you this. There are lessons that some have learned that they can share with you. There are lessons you, some of you have learned you can share with others that would be wildly helpful, wildly helpful. Here's what I mean by that. It feels like to me, I've got, I've got people all around me who have just neat little anecdotes 
that I am always able to glean. You know, in in, in my line of work, uh, I I get to meet leaders and leaders in a lot of different businesses, a lot of different industries, doing a lot of different things, leading in lots of different ways. And it's interesting to me, interesting to me. I'll meet leaders who are just great at inspiring their people. And I'll take away a factoid from that. I'll take away a little bit of a lesson from that. Like, oh, wow, maybe I need to be better at this one little area. I'm, I'm often very mission-driven and don't take the time to nurture and train and teach and encourage. I'm like, just get in and go do it, right? Let's not waste time. Just go do it. Go be awesome. But if you're brand new to something, then you know that's pretty frustrating. You need someone to teach you, right? You need someone to inspire you. You need, you need help achieving those things. It's not automatic or easy or even likely you're going to be successful if someone's not there to teach you and train you and to help make you that better version of yourself. So I learned that lesson. I see people who have such a clear sense of confidence, like they have such a strong personality, uh, such strong self-esteem that I, I have to tell you, I admire that. I admire that. I'm working through a couple books right now, right now learning about a better self-esteem, learning about how to take my game and my life to the next level while still being empathetic. How can I still be empathetic, but confident and powerful. All around you, there are people who are screw-ups in their life, who have bits of wisdom, bits of wisdom that you can learn from. And conversely, there are people that you can help right now, right now, even though you feel like you're not qualified. I had a friend of mine tell me, you know, it gets a little bit absurd, but the way we treat helping others is almost like uh, being at the beach and you're sitting on your towel, enjoying yourself out in the distance. Uh, you see someone screaming for help. Help, help, I need help, I can't swim. And uh, right a few feet away is this lifeboat and this person's screaming and you know you can go turn on the motors and zip out there and you're arguing about what color the lifeboat is or who gets to throw out the life preserver or, you know, uh, you know what model engine is the boat or, or the, 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 the engine on it. Like, right? You know, it's like you're arguing about these details that don't matter. The reality is you've got a lifeboat. You can help that person. Now, let me ask you this question. You're drowning and someone throws you a life preserver. Does it matter that that person might not be, you know, might, you know, might have defrauded people on Wall Street. That person who saved you might have done some, you know, might be a drug dealer. Um, now, unless it impacts your life negatively, it doesn't matter. They're there to help save your life. You're appreciative. You're grateful. You're thankful for the help you get regardless of the person giving it. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I am not telling you to go be a schmarmy person with no values, no morals, and to live life uh, stepping on people, hurting people, and occasionally throwing a little bit of help. What I want to challenge you is to stop waiting to help other people until you're perfect. Because if I do that, and if you do that, we will never help anyone. We won't. Hey guys, Dan Walshman here. 
Of course, this is the Edgy Conversations podcast. We just announced hours ago, Awesome Palooza 2017 and set the date for December 13th here in Greenville, South Carolina. Get all the details in the Edgy Empire of Awesomeness page. December 13th, Awesome Palooza 2017. My team and I are going to spend one full day, highly immersive, giving you our best stuff, teaching you, training you, and it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. So join us for Awesome Palooza 2017. Uh, check out the details and come back for our next episode where we continue. We're continuing our notes from this event. We've learned about mindset. We've learned about stories. And uh, I've got more to tell you about this subject. So come back for our next episode and I will see you in the next episode of the Edgy Conversations podcast. <laughs>